I'd like to announce me, Alan Smith, where we up with stories with today's Prison Journal on Thursday, February 3rd. So, uh, front page of the paper today is Home Fund was axed as demand deluged scheme. So, the Scottish Government's heavily promoted first time buyer scheme was quietly axed after it was flooded with 100 cash bids every hour. <laughs> we can reveal the demand for the first home fund saw its website almost crash. Well, we exclusively reported at the time that funds were fully committed within just eight days. The Scottish Government communications released under Freedom of Information last now show officials voice concerned about the significant and unsustainable demand for the £60 million available. The memos revealed their fears were borne out as the 2,510 of the 2,900 places available were taken in the first 24 hours of last year's April 1st relaunch of the scheme before it was later withdrawn. Um, Scottish Labour Housing spokesperson Mark Griffin said instead of helping young people get a fit on the property ladder, the SNP have pulled it from under them by slashing support. Uh, Scottish Tory MSP Alexander Burnett said the first home fund, frankly, wasn't given the resources it needed to succeed. So, well, there we go. <laughs> um, I think it was introduced in a big fanfare. But it was um, sneaking out in the back door um, very quietly when, uh, you know, the money was spent. But uh, I think people at the time said this isn't going to last long and, and obviously it didn't. But it's a shame for folk who was applying for it because, uh, you know, very, very difficult for young folk now to get in a ladder, property ladder. But uh, that's uh, one scheme less to aim for now. Now, here's a story here about... Uh, um, Bananas will maybe grow in Stonehaven, I reckon, because uh, Stonehaven school children hope to grow bananas in a new solar-powered polytunnel built by the hard-working gents for the town's men's shed. Volunteers for the Stonehaven men's shed spent more than 200 hours building a new eco-friendly unit for the children at Miller Forest Primary to help them learn about environmental issues in horticulture. The polytunnel is entirely self-sufficient as the shedders fitted it with a rainwater harvesting system to water the plants and a solar power pump to get the water into the holding tanks. They hope the project will help the children to think sustainably. Because the polytunnel is a distance away from the water source, the team decided it would be best to use a, a rain gutter to keep the plants growing inside well watered. Bill Allen for the Men's Shed Group said one of our shedders had the idea that if it's so far for the school and water supplies, why do we need just harvest rainwater? With it being a domed structure eight metres long, we decided to put guttering on it and came up with the idea of using a solar pump to pump water from the storage barrels outside through into the holding tank inside for the watering system. So it's all self-sufficient, it doesn't need any external power and hang about. The kids have been um, in already and they're half excited about it, talking about growing bananas and everything. Uh, this school is very um, active on the environmental front. They've got planters in the school and they do encourage the children. So absolutely marvellous um, What a great... Uh, Achievement and you know, lucky kids been having the men shedders on hand to build this for them, but it looks absolutely fantastic. So, good luck, and we'll be looking out for a, a Stonehaven banana. Now, uh, SEPA has now issued flood alerts over the north and northeast just to cheer everybody up. 
Um, SEPA has issued uh, multiple flood alerts and warnings in the north and northeast of Scotland as communities continue to recover from the aftermath of storms Malak and Corrie. The organisation has warned that flooding could impact coastal areas over the next couple of days with low flying and coastal low flying, I'm thinking about grouse whiskey, <laughs> low lying uh, and coastal areas likely to be among the worst affected. Uh, flood alerts have been put out for Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire, Caithness and Sutherland, Nairn, Murray and Speyside, in Orkney, Shetland and the Western Isles. Uh, these areas are most at risk during high tide, which occurs around the following times. Uh, Fraserburgh at 2 o'clock, Lerick half past 12, Kinloch Bervie half past 8, Wick 12.45, Murray Firth 1.45, Bucket 2 o'clock, Rapness 10.40, Kirkwall 12pm and Stornoway at 8.15am. I didn't get it, it's not that different times right now. Um, anyway, the alerts are a consequence of strong winds and heavy rain forecast for the coming days. So, there you go. As if um, things weren't <laughs> drastic enough as it is with the um, flipping uh, oil and gas prices going through the roof and the uh, cost of living just being sky high now and we can barely afford to eat or heat ourselves. But uh, add into this, you're going to maybe be flooded now. So, anyway, anything to cheer you up. Now, uh, opinions are sought on a permanent marine conservation area um, and views are being sought on creating a, a marine conservation area near the Isle of Skye to protect the endangered flapper skate. The Red Rocks and Longay Marine Protected Area was created in March 2021 near the inner sound of Skye after Scotland's largest flapper skate nursery was discovered. The flapper skate is, uh, is critically endangered so the site is nationally significant to conservation efforts to save the species. New restrictions were implemented to help safeguard the fish and their eggs from being disturbed. The new rules included limits on fishing and diving in the area and a ban on underwater construction near the island of Longay. Little is known about the fish's breeding grounds and habits because of its rarity. However, their eggs take 18 months to develop and can be sensitive to disturbance during this period. Um, flapper skate has historically been active in the northeast Atlantic, uh, but there has been a drastic reduction in numbers over the 20th century. They can now only be seen along the north coast of Ireland and the west coast of Scotland. Um, so the consultation will take place until April 26 to hear the public's views on the matter. Um, well, there you go. I never even can't think a fish existed, and uh, obviously didn't care. It was a bit of an endangered species now, but uh, you know. I think uh, most folk would be in agreement. It'd be a good thing to have them, uh, give them a conservation area and let them, you know, their eggs develop in peace without being disturbed. So, so they need much to ask for how up here, and uh, they need to get in a flap about it. <laughs> Sorry. Now, this is a uh, uh, quite uh, near to home story. Yes, uh, ashes to classes. How school has risen again. So, this is a special year for Strathburn School. It marks a milestone two decades since the primary emerged from the ashes of a catastrophic fire. There were scenes of jubilation when Princess Anne officially opened the state-of-the-art new building just 18 months after the school was deliberately destroyed in a blaze. If February 2001 was the darkest day in Strathburn's history, then the start of term in August 2002 was one of its most joyous. It was an achievement that seemed, uh, that seemed unthinkable when flames raged through the night and a pall of smoke lingered ominously over Inverurie in the cold light of day. Uh, Strathburn pupils packed their bags as normal when the bell rang at the end of school day on Thursday, February 1st, 2001, but they could never have imagined it would be for the last time. 
Just before midnight, a pager belonging to Inverurie's retained firefighter started beeping. The first 999 call was made at 11.39 by a member of the public who spotted flames flickering up the outside the school. The incident uh, report from the night from that night shows that Grampian Fire Brigade crews were mobilised at 11.40 and the first were on the scene within six minutes. A total of 40 firefighters and fire appliances for Inverurie, Old Meldrum, Kintore and Inch were joined by a specialist unit for Aberdeen. Head janitor Ernie Moyer arrived on the scene just before the fire brigade describing the site that met him as a total disaster. Um, it might have uh, sounded like a fairly minor fire on the exterior of the school was on hand, but head teacher Harry Burnett also arrived at the school and could only watch in horror uh, in the playground alongside Mr Moyer as flames engulfed Strathburn. Um, six fire engines and their crews battled in vain through the night, but the fire had taken hold. It was 3.34am the next morning before the blaze was brought under control and despite four hours uh, intense firefighting, the inferno had swept through the largely open plan single-storey building. Um, well, yeah, I certainly remember that well, and um, it was a bit of a disaster for Hale and Veruri. Um, the just goes on to say the is the kids were within ten days. A plan was in place. The community rallied around, and all pupils were relocated at four sites in Veruri. Uh, some were accommodated at the town's other primaries, some in temporary classrooms at Inverurie Academy, and the Winus Hall in Jackson Street was transformed into a makeshift school. Um, and then the Bobbies started investigating, and both as far afield as Bunkery and Port Lethen, and they did door to door inquiries, and uh, they, you know, eventually caught up with the culprit, and uh, he was, he got uh, four years almost in a young offenders institution. So uh, anyway, the the new four million pound school was built. In uh, August the 27th, it was open the next year, so a bit of, a, a bit of an achievement and um, certainly a dark day for him, Rudy, and I mind it uh, very, very well. But uh, all good. In the end, they've got a cracking school and, you know, there's been a, a credit in Rudy at uh, that school and everybody it was involved with at that time. Now, just to finish up with sport as normal and um, on the, since I was Neymar football, I had to watch the... Celtic Rangers game, uh, a bit of it last night anyway, and um, yeah, I think I'd normally do, but um, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about either of them if I won or lost. And in fact, I'd be quite happy if they both lost when they were when they were playing each other. But anyway, I have to admit, Celtic looked a different class last night. They were absolutely uh, fantastic in the first half, and uh, you know, well deserved their three 0 lead and their win at the end of the day. But. Uh, it's going to look. It's looking like a a, a decent uh, two horse race us now for the league. But you know, hats off to Postecoglou. He's done a fantastic job with Celtic, and they were honestly looked very very good going forward. Um, excellent. So, but anyway, aside of that, come on, Aberdeen. Now it's been done for the announced to be super stories of the day's uh, P and J on the third of February, twenty twenty two. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast and it's been a tremendously mild day up in Aberdeen today. It's, uh, I hope it's nearly calm before the storm, but according to that SIPA folk it maybe is, but um, very, very decent today. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. As I say, um, if you can uh, tell a pal or just somebody else to start listening, we definitely need more numbers if we can get them. And if uh, you can leave a review or on whatever platform you listen to this on, then that would just be tipped up. Um, in the meantime, thank you now. Cheers. Toodaloo.